name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Can't, uh, first of all, I want to give a thanksgiving uh, to all of you who have been praying for Kevin and Angel. Things are kind of on and up. He's kind of moving around a little bit more at home, so thanks be to God for that. We're very grateful for everybody's uh, concern and prayers over these many, these several weeks, so encouraging. So thanks be to God for that. So may we all walk in a manner worthy of our calling. Are you walking in a manner worthy of our calling? We walk this way. This is our goal. This is what the Lord has given to us, a great life to live, a great Christian example to be to, to other people. Are we walking in a manner worthy of our calling? So if you're in any place like me, we have some repentance to do. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Let's get down to kind of some ideas here about this. If we're walking in a manner worthy of our calling, we are setting up treasures in heaven. This is not about living in this life and gathering, gaining things in this world, in this life. It's about developing a virtuous life. Being a holy person, that's, that's the goal. That's it. That's the effort we're making. You know, we, stand, we will stand before God in a wedding garment. And that garment is sown with virtue. That's what we do all our life. We sow virtues in our garments. So when we come to Christ in the judgment, we have something to show Him. Of course, we only we'll be able to beg mercy because even in that, it'll be imperfect. And it's only God's mercy that allows us to cross that threshold. But in this life, that treasure we're sowing is the virtues. We're sowing those virtues in us, in our life. Sowing the virtue of humility, sowing the virtue of love, sowing the virtue, virtue of forgiveness. All these important things that uh, life, this life is about. Is that what life's about for you? We think about it right now. It's not, probably. There's other things, right? There's other stuff. Am I most concerned about sowing virtues? About walking in a manner worthy of my calling? So that's our encouragement today. So we have in this journey, in this Christian walk, we have an enemy that's trying to sow pride, impatience, and division in us. That's the enemy's goal. And we know that, and we've all kind of struggled with that. We kind of see that coming at us. You know, pride uh, loving ourselves more than others and God himself. Kind of putting ourselves on that pedestal. Kind of being a God unto ourselves. That, that place of pride that it's kind of about, when we pray the Lord's Prayer, we should say, my will be done. <laughs> my will be done. We have to be very careful of pride. It kind of sneaks in. And we begin to demand our way. 
not only in our life, but in the lives of everybody around us. We began to kind of demand that. And in that, we began to develop a pride of opinion and, a weak, and then every argument we get in, the goal is to win. I need to win the argument. Defeat the other person. My opinion. High, exalted. And then impatience sneaks in there. That enemy wants to, so it's kind of like my will be done now. My will be done now. That sense of putting that out there so quickly that we're, we're kind of demanding not only a, a certain way in our life, but we're demanding that it happen quickly. And then division. God delights in unity, brothers and sisters. He delights in unity. That's his great delight when brothers and sisters dwell together in unity. That's the delight of God. And the evil one wants to sow division among us. In our families, in our relationships, at work, wherever it is, that's the enemy's goal. So, what does this create? What's the enemy create in us? It creates a, uh, a disturbance. You know when you live in pride, impatience, and division, your life's tr troubled. It's troubled. It, it, it's a heavy life. It's a difficult life. It it's, doesn't have joy. It has kind of a strife in it. Okay? So God says that's one of the reasons God doesn't want that to be there, because that's not how God wants us to live. Not in strife, but in peace, in a, in a quietness of life. So this, this effort we make is to now begin to see that God has given us weapons to defeat these horrible enemies. This enemy of pride. He's given us a sword, a lightsaber. You can pull it out and defeat the enemy of pride. What is that virtue you must have? Humility. Take it out. It's okay. To, to let the other person's opinion be there. It's okay. It's okay. You don't have to have your own way. It's not about your own way. Many times, just kind of bowing a bit to the other person brings a great harmony. God's will be done. The other's will be done. A calm begins to... to uh, to develop in us when we have humility. I remember my mother-in-law, Phyllis Jan's mom, sweet lady, she used to say, uh, use this little thing. She says, joy. It means Jesus, others, then you. Joy. Jesus, others, then you. Isn't that beautiful? Joy. What does Jesus, others, and then you mean? Joy. That's where we get it. Beautiful. Put the other, put God first, put the other first. Kind of learn, live in that humility, that great spirit of humility. What a beautiful thing that is for us. And to develop patience, to uh, use patience against impatience. You know, when we are developing patience, we're building Christian character. St. Paul tells us that. 
brings character. Character builds hope. Help, hope builds a love of God in us. So when we need to be patient, it's an important place to be, to be, to wait for that thing to happen, to wait for that good thing to happen, to be patient with people around you, patient with them. You know, when we live in that kind of expectation of other people's behaviors, life becomes very difficult. When we can be patient with them, let me ask this. Is God patient with you? Yes. Be patient with them like God is patient with you. Be patient with people. And be patient with yourselves. That's good. It's a good thing. We struggle, all struggle. And, you know, we, sometimes we want so much to be a certain way, and we're not. Be patient. God will help you. And then to love, to, to fight division, to love, to be able to forgive. You see, forgiveness is a great weapon against division in, in, your, in life. To use that as a great weapon. To fight, to be together. Fight for unity. St. John Chrysostom says, talks about love. Uh, St. John of Kronstadt talks about love. And he goes through this thing about how important it is to love. And then he says, at one point, uh, how difficult that struggle can be. And then the last line in the paragraph is, force yourself to love. Force it. Sometimes we have to use a little bit of internal force to push love forward. That's a good thing. That's an important thing. We can sit back in division and disunity and disharmony, but we can use the help of, with the help of God, push love forward. So use that. So we can then use these great weapons of humility, patience, and love to defeat these enemies, pride in, in patience and division. Very important that we see this. So you say, that's very nice, Father, but how do we do this? You've been given grace, beloved, to do this. You've been given the grace. It's there for you. You know, when we're baptized, we put on Christ. We put him on. Christ is in you. In you. Helping you work these things out. Let me read what you received at baptism or can receive at baptism. You receive the fountain of incorruption, the gift of sanctification, the remission of sins, the remedy of infirmities, the filled with angelic might, and the illumination of the soul. You have the ability to live the virtuous life. You've been given this grace. You're not excited. So I'm just talking. I'm just talking. I'm never talking. No. You have the grace to be a holy person. You have the grace to live a virtuous life. Yes, we will fail. And he's, he's even given us repentance in that. That's okay to fail. It's not, it's not a, oops, I'm done. No. It means to get up and keep going. But you have the grace to do this. It's given to you. 
It's inside of you. So turn into Christ. Turn to God in these things. And, and, and work, to, work from inside out. Work from God out. Don't let the world determine what you do and how you act. Let God in you determine how you act and what you do. Let that be the thing. Turn inside and beg God to be your helper. And if it doesn't work, if it's not working, you know what you should do? Turn again. And you know what? If you're, it's not working, you know what you should do? Turn again. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And if that doesn't work, what should you do? Pray it again. Sometimes that effort of perseverance is what he's after. How badly do you want it? You just think one prayer is enough? That's going to do it sometimes? Maybe a week, maybe a month. Maybe it's longer. Maybe it's that long-term perseverance he's after to build that deep character in you. So I think these are very important things for us to see. That we are called to walk in a manner worthy of our calling. And we have been given the targets of humility, patience, and love. Very important to see those things as targets and weapons we can use against the enemy. We've been given the grace to live this life, and we know that sometimes we must persevere to receive that grace. So, you're set. You're set for good advent. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.